With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello! And welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan. And that is Maddie Mass. Maddie, immediately, what is that behind you over your shoulder? <laughs> it's uh, it's Jolly's, so? Jolly's caricature from LA. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were I in it was LA. For, when we were in LA for the All-Star game, we had a John Boy Media party. Um, oh, and there was a caricature guy. And if, if Peter would have been there, but he had a late flight, if he would have been there, we would have gotten a farm to fame caricature. Man, I missed that on so much, didn't I? You think it looks like Jolly? It was the good picture yes. night. You missed the good picture night. I did miss night. the good picture night. I, and I, the photo I booth, a yeah. Two and a half hour weather delay in DC, followed by a four and a half hour, five hour flight. And then I didn't even get to come to party. It made me so mad. But then I made up for it for not sleeping for two days. And my voice still sounds like this. Love that for you. Love that for us. Um, how is everyone? Peter is in Philadelphia. I am. I'm staying at a yes. hotel where they have a remote box in case you guys were ever in need of something completely unnecessary. That's so right. Here's a good That's gift idea. So show. Show hotels, baby. It's ridiculous. Um, I am in Milwaukee. This hotel is haunted. Um, Officially by the painting in the background, if you didn't notice, they've yeah, announced like, it. No, like this morning. Okay, so like the hotel the teams stay at is like officially notoriously haunted. haunted. Uh, officially, people have seen ghosts. Things have been moving. I don't believe in ghosts. So I've have never you seen heard anything. stories from act from actual teammates? Because yes. I've heard stories from guys. Yes. What have you heard? I think Julio Tehran had a story. Just the noises, like the curtains moving, the noises. The but the air conditioner sits on a flat bed that points upward at the curtains. So of course the curtains are going to move. Everything's explainable that people have said that they've seen. There's the there air conditioning. <laughs> so I know the hotel quite well. <laughs> And um, that's, that's my point. Like it's, it's, there's everything that people said that they've seen. I'm like, yeah, but what about it's, it's very explainable, but people that want to believe will just allow themselves to believe. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this hotel's haunted and I woke up, <laughs> I woke up this morning. I've been here. This is the, we had a weird wraparound series. So like we have, it's a four gamer. We started Friday. We finished today, which is Monday. Then we're going to fly to Denver, get in at freaking 2 AM um, and play tomorrow. No off days. Anyway, I wake up this morning. First thing I see that I notice for the first time is this piece of art. And there's literally like two ghost women. There's like two people on. If I'm so sorry if you're listening to the podcast and you're so confused right now. But it's a painting of two real life in-person humans standing, standing on top of like a bench. Picture Tom then, Cruise and the, and the Oprah Winfrey interview. Okay. I don't, I don't know that. But like picture it. Okay. And then there's like two ghosts on either side. And I'm like, okay, so we're just going to like play into this. Anyway, 
How was it to see freaking Shohei Otani pitch in person? I know he didn't have a good outing against you, oh, but like, oh, he, it was the best. It was the best six run outing you're ever going to see in your life. He was <laughs> dominant for six innings and then gave up six runs in the seventh. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I just saw the final line and I was like, oh, we didn't have a good game. He's Dang. So best, you got to see good Shohei. He's the best baseball player in the world, and it's not even close. Did he hit a home run this series? Yes, he had an absolute missile into the chop house. Was this your first time seeing him play in person? Live, yes. And it's he's oh far, gosh. he's oh faster gosh. than oh. everyone. He's got more power than everyone. He throws better than everyone. He's better looking than everyone. Yeah. Uh, he's got a better culture than everyone. Like he's more grounded. He's nice. He's lovely to everyone. He's respectful. Like he's the nicest, best. Did you get a meet him? No, you can't get close to him. No. Was it a media circus there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's um. Just like, yeah, but we have three sellouts in a row. We had we the biggest attendance yeah. in a three-game series in the history of, of, of Truist Park. I would imagine. I mean, like. It was like, crazy. And it was so hot. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. People were just melting. Late July in Atlanta. Watching the Angels. And no trout. So that sucked. Yeah, but that's what I was going to ask next. What's wrong? Is trout hurt? I think he's got a, uh, it's something. I don't, I don't know. It's Dude, so the they're one time. They're in trouble there. Yeah. The one time that I've gotten to see the Angels play in person, the Braves played them in like 2017 or something at Anaheim. And um, it was when Mike Trout broke his thumb. And the first game of our series was when they announced that he was going on the IL with a fractured thumb. Um, so he didn't get to see him play then. And then he's hurt for this series. Yeah. So have you ever gotten to see Mike Trout play in person? I've faced Mike Trout, but I was faced him when I was with the Kansas City Royals. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I just like, I really hope I get a, I'm, I'm anxious to see next year. I mean, I know we're going to play the angels, the Rockies will, but like, I'm very curious to see how the schedule shapes out. Like our, mm. when you're playing all 30 teams, like, are you playing 15 teams at home, 15 on the road? And then uh, it flops? it's like they, they, they <clears throat> pick and choose. You you don't have to play home and, and, and road. You have to just play them one series at in least. General. Yeah. Peter caught a home run in the home run derby. Sure you haven't seen it. So check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> it was phenomenal, though, because if you listen to John Boy Media, you know last year that Ploof got handled, and it was like a big goal of the company this year to catch a home run ball. And, like, we had to pay attention the whole time because we were getting peppered in our peppered. area. It was there was as far as the amount of home runs that threw in our general direction, would you'd think that, our chances of getting one would be high, but the minute those balls go into the crowd, it's like there's 30 people from yeah. 30 different seats trying to get that one ball. So it's, it's a free for all, especially lower down. I think I got lucky. I think a lot of people didn't see the ball that I was going for because it wasn't a lot of people going for it. Or maybe I was just that athletic. We are also very tall and athletic and standing on the back of the seat. Don't tell anyone Dodger Stadium, but I was standing on the back of the seat in front to get the leverage to get up. Did you fall? A little bit. I hit the back of my head. Yeah. Did it hurt that you were just overtaken by adrenaline? It didn't hurt until about three hours later when I felt the back of my head. I was like, oh, that didn't feel right. I think I hit hit the stairs uh, in the the stairwell. So, but it's worth it. 100% worth it. Do it all again right now. Where, where did you decide to display the ball? So it's actually, you um, have it, you have the ball. <laughs> it's with me somewhere. I might, I might've actually unpacked it, but it was with me for the longest time. It's at home. It is okay, at home. I unpacked it. So it's at home, but I'm, I have to, I took it to work the other day 
uh, and showed it on 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 the uh, set. But now it's at home, and I've got to give it to Sam. So. Oh, I forgot that Sam gets it. Well, to just to give you a backstory, as I'm leaving the house, Sam says, "Hey, Pete, catch me a home run." And I was like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to." And so, uh, and then I said, "If I don't, I'll run down to the field and I'll grab you your ball anyway." But I didn't need to because there it was. So she gets it. <laughs> um, All you got to do is ask, guys. Juan Soto won the home run derby, which was um, incredible, given what we're going to be talking about today. So if I don't know how many people put money on Juan Soto to win it, but DraftKings probably would have allowed you to. Oh yeah, yeah, they they definitely would have. I think Pete Alonso was the favorite on there, but well, yeah. if you want to bet on Juan Soto some more the rest of the season, and I have heard that his second half of the season is better than the first half of the season. So if there was ever a time to bet on Juan Soto when he's low. Because I think his first half of this season was lower than people expected. You could turn that big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers bet $5 on any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. At DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be able to bet on your favorite batter to hit a double in his next plate appearance, your favorite pitcher's next pitch to be a strike, and so much more. Hmm. So, like we said, go take a look at the Juan Sotos. Go bet Juan Soto, forget about hitting a double at his next plate appearance. Bet on him to hit a home run because DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code JOHNBOY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Well done. Um, the big talk this week is where in the heck and Bob is Juan Soto He's not going, going to land. He's not going anywhere. So this hmm. is what I wanted to do. We okay. have we have some prospect trade proposals lined out. Yes. I want a before and after. I want you guys to give a prediction before. We'll run oh, through man. these proposals and then we'll reevaluate how we stand after the conversation. John Heyman has been tweeting about it a lot and he tweet. So it looks like it's the Cardinals who have the best shot, according to media, Padres, Dodgers and Mariners. Mariners. Yeah. Howdy. Um, so here's the thing. Right now, all it's going to cost you is prospects. And well, I thought that they said that they want some major league talent too. Sure, but there's still prospects when you talk about uh, Mackenzie Gore, or when you talk yeah. about uh, CJ Abrams, or when you talk like when you talk about guy. We're talking about MLB ready, but they're still young and haven't proven themselves. So I still call them considered prospects ish. Okay. My point is, even if you get Soto and you can't extend him. You get Juan Soto for 12 months and then you can re-up and resell him with six months to go or three months to go at the next trade deadline and get back some prospects If because he's going to sign the biggest deal in the history of the game. Boris is not going to let anything but that happen. 
So the point they were making on talking baseball was essentially that, like Jimmy was saying, literally trade everybody and anyone, because if you get him this trade deadline, you have him for this postseason run. And then you have him for two more seasons after that, before he becomes a free agent. But you're thinking that whoever gets him will try to trade him, get him for like a year and a half and then try to. It, but the, the, the goal would be to extend him. But as I said, there's only a couple of teams that are going to be able to afford to pay one soda what Scott Boris is going to want to get for him. Don't tell Jimmy that. Unless they, Boris is not the kind of guy that's going to say, oh, we'll just do one year every time and see if we can max out. Okay. So I have a question for you that I think Maddie is going to have to get us back on the rail tracks after this. Um, okay. I know that the Braves, I mean, every team could use Juan Soto, obviously. And I know you would probably love to have Juan Soto, but the Braves are a pretty, I don't want, I don't know if they're a complete team. I don't watch we them lost, enough. Just lost Duval yesterday for the end of the season. I saw so that. Okay, so what would you what would you give up? What would be your trade proposal to get Juan Soto to the Braves? I don't think that um, the only thing that I think would work would be Acuna because of the cost. The only thing that's the only thing that that, that Washington would accept because of the cost. They get their superstar. They're trying to sell the team. They need someone on the team to be able to sell the team. Otherwise, the team value goes down. If they can't sign Soto or get a superstar to replace him, the value of the team goes down. Acuna has got cost control, which is what the Nationals would want. They get their superstar. And no one's ever going to do this deal, but that's the only thing. That's the only package that I think the Braves do. Do y'all not together. have? I mean, who are your who are your top three prospects? That's a you tough question off the top of your head. I'll get it. Because I don't know who it is right now. It, it used to be the four guys that we traded to Oakland. Kyle Michael Mullet. Harris is Kyle Muller, yeah. Bryce Elder. Yep. Brandon Shoemake and Vaughn Grissom. There you go. But that makes sense. They've had so many good young guys come up. That- exactly. They're all they're all in the big leagues right now. All they were just yeah. in that trade to to go and get, you know, yeah, Matt Olson. Dude, so, so that's my point. I don't think the Braves have anything except for Ronald to, to be able to offer him, and they're never going to offer him Ronald. Yeah. So I mean, you could do the MLB guys too, Michael Harris and Strider, yeah. and like yeah. they could. Would be you in give there, up Michael Harris could- and Spencer Strider? Oh, no chance. Oh, not for Juan Soto? Not for two, because the Braves won't sign him for the $500, $600 million contract that he's supposed to want. There's just, there's there's not a team. Like, I wouldn't give up those two guys that could be essentially core members of your team for the next six years under cost control for a 12-month rental of Juan Soto and hope to get some prospects back. This is wild. Yeah. Okay, Maddie. Why don't you run through the, the, what the pro trade proposals are? First and foremost, before we dive into all these packages, because Ooh. MLB.com posted an article and at the top, it just says MLB.com. Yeah, there's no name. Yeah, I was going to credit whoever put it the list together, but credit to Brian Murphy slash MLB.com. <laughs> whoever put this list together, I wanted to run through what they believe are the highest likelihood prospect packages that can get Juan Soto. Now, before we do- dove in, I did want to get your guys' opinions. Do you think Soto's moving? And if so, what does your gut tell you? I think, oh, I, honestly, what kind of package is St. Louis thinking about throwing together if that's what they're thinking about throwing together? I just don't know what it's going to take because I don't think, like Kellenick 12 months ago from Seattle was a steal, but Kellenick in a deal right now, 
isn't very attractive. Yeah. So it's going to take it's going to take a Strider and a Michael Harris, I think, plus three of your top ten prospects. Okay. So seemingly not an answer, Kelsey. I think it's. Um, He's not going anywhere. Sixty okay. percent. I don't know. I feel like there's so much momentum around it right now that I maybe I'm sixty percent that he goes. 40% that he stays, but I think there's a big chance that he stays just because like we're days away from August 2nd. And the point that I've heard made a lot is like a lot of these teams are obviously putting their top and best prospects on the line, but they might have other moves that they need to make. So they don't want to have all of those guys on hold and then not be able to address any other moves at the deadline. So I think, I think teams are going to be going with their final offers on Soto to give them more time to make moves with those prospects if it's not accepted i think he's going to end up going to the cardinals but i think that's just because that's all i'm seeing on social media um super professional opinion he looks great in yankee pinstripes on the on the uh, mlb fit instagram account he looks great in pinstripes maddie when you saw the package that was in that article for the yankees what did you think do it what yeah, why not? Soto. Because you want to win the World Series this year. Dude, that yeah. the you, you think package you have that we're going to get to is insane okay, of what go. they would send for the All right, come on. Yeah. So let's start with what the Cardinals package could be because they've emerged as the front runner over the past couple of days. Now, interestingly enough, this MLB.com article doesn't have the Cardinals listed. So I went to another article from Scott Polakek at Bleacher Report. Is that two or three Ks? That's a lot of case. And this is what he's outlining as like the pieces that would most likely be moved for the Cardinals trade. Dylan Carlson, our guy from last year, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Gorman, who is having a good rookie season. Brendan Donovan, who is an MLB player. That's four MLB players. And prospects such as Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, who's the shortstop that threw a ball across the infield over 100 miles an hour. Matt Liberatore, who's regarded as one of the top pitching prospects in MLB. So seven prospects, four, three prospects, and he's well, Liberatore is in the big leagues now too. So five MLB ready big leaguers and two prospects. I believe they've, I believe they've come out and said they want guys who can plug into their big league roster immediately. Sure, but what is the, what are the Cardinals going to do to replace? Four or five big leaguers with one left fielder. So this account that I was telling you guys about that I have no idea if it has any credibility, but they had tweeted out, finally got word on what the second offer for Soto was from the Cardinals. This was declined. Cardinals receive Patrick Corbin, Juan Soto, 35 million cash. Nationals receive Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, Joshua Baez, Michael McGreevy, and in addition, they want two to three of Wynn, who's the fast thrower uh, across Diamond, not on the mound. Edmund Gorman, um, a man. So the cash and the Corbin, like that's the uh, that's the other interesting part is that they're going to try and dump Corbin's contract yeah. on whoever takes. Is there any other contracts that they're going to try and get rid of it too? But I think they need to throw Finnegan in there if they want to, like someone would want to get an. Uh, this is the thing. If you're going to get Soto, you're going to want to take maybe Bell <laughs> and maybe a Finnegan or, a, you know, even Annabelle Sanchez, like something. Is he still pitching? He's still pitching. We placed him last him. week. He looked really good too. Good for him. Yeah. 
Uh, his velo's back. His velo's up to like 93. How old is he now? He's not that old. He's been around for a long time, though. We're off the tracks. We're off the tracks again. Let's <laughs> so go. Cardinals, do you think that guy, do you think that this is legit? They're the front runner at this point? If that's the, what they're throwing, I, I mean, how do the Nationals look at that and go, we're probably going to get something better in six months? The longer you wait, the less prospects and the less package is going to, the smaller the package gets. Like it's, I was shocked at, who was, who was, that got traded last year and it didn't really take a lot. Anyway, I'm not going to, we'll get off the rails again, but if that's what they're offering, four major league ready, capable players right now for Juan Soto to plug into that team, that instantly makes them a better team. They've in, they're instantly are more competitive. They've got more depth. They've got, you know, if they if they get injuries, they don't have to fill them with a guy that's not ready. They've got someone to come up. Like that's that changes your organization in in one transaction. All right. Well, let's bounce then and get some other teams in the mix. Let's do the two New York teams together. Uh, Mets and the Yankees, Yankees, obviously both in. The Mets are would, and this article says Mets looking to give up uh, left-handed pitcher David Peterson. Francisco Alvarez, who's the MLB's number two overall prospect. He just got put into AAA and homered in his first or second game. MLB's number 20 overall prospect, Brett Beatty, third base. Shortstop, Ronnie Mauricio. And outfielder, Alex Ramirez. So that's four, four of the MLB's top 100 prospects. And then Yankees, on the other hand. Now, this is... It's a little bit bigger, in my opinion, of a package. Yeah, a little bit. Glaber Torres, who I believe is an all-star snub. Nestor Cortez, all-star pitcher. Anthony Volpe, MLB's number eight prospect. Jason Dominguez, MLB's number 39 prospect. And Ken Waldachuk, another top 100 MLB prospect. Who is your most prized prospect as the Yankees fan? No, no. As a Yankees fan in general, it's Volpe. But over is it Peraza? Over Peraza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volpe in in most people's yeah, I believe in most people's minds, Volpe is uh, the Derek Jeter shortstop for the next ten to twelve years. Peraza could fill it for a year, but people are in on Volpe. How do you think Nestor Cortez has become like a cult figure? in Yankees world, which is very difficult to do, as we know. How do you feel like fans would react to is do you think fans if would be like yes, Soto, sell high? The Yankees fans like yeah, that's exactly what they're doing right now. They have to sell now or they'll and no offense to Nesta, but he's not gonna be the second or first starting option in the playoffs. He may not even make the roster. Really? Yeah, to, yeah. Well, I think that he'd be on the roster because he can come out of the bullpen as well. He's sure. done that years Am prior. Am I missing something? But I mean, go and look at the April-May numbers compared to the June-July numbers. I mean, wow. Peter said it a bunch. Once you get film on certain guys, you know, it's all ebb and flow from there. So, yeah, Nestor, I love having him on the mound. But For sure. if Juan Soto is going to come in, yeah. I'd, Don't get I'd me wrong. I'd take him. I'd take him tomorrow. Why can't yeah. I see his game logs? But I just think that he's, you know, the initial first two months of guys seeing him for the first time, like I love what he does. I love the I love the, the trickery. I love the different arm angles, but it's just not sustainable. I don't think. Yeah, I mean the the tough one for me is Glaber because that's a bat that struggled in years past, but has kind of come back around now. 
Um, like I said, I think he's borderline all-star at this point in the season. So I've seen what Dansby has been able to do this year as far as the consistency goes in his year, that like uh, the amount of time that it's taken him to be able to get to this point. And I think similarly with Glaber, with as far as his development goes, like people were so mad at him and frustrated with him and not running out balls. And Dansby's never done that, but I'm saying now that he's maturing and developing and he's doing it at, on at the big league level, I think that he's going to be a superstar. So what are our takes on the Yankees and Mets? I think the Mets positioning. If the Mets can throw money at it, they're a chance because Steve Cohen has got unlimited supply of, of he's basically Scrooge McDuck. So um, I think if they can just throw cash at it, they can send cash the other way and then re-sign Soto for a Or they too. can take contracts, like they can take contracts and send cash and then be like, yeah, that's what I think. So rather than prospects, because I mean, I'm sure it can work that way. I don't know how they'd be able to do it, but um, you just saw the offer of 35 million to go with Corbin's contract. So there's cash going back and forth all the time. But do you even think that the Nationals would trade him to the Mets? Like, would they even allow him to stay in the NL East? Because like Maddie said- best, If they get the best prospect that helps their organization, I don't think it's going to factor where he goes. I just, I mean, Maddie made the comment, but the Yankees package that's listed here is much stronger than the Mets package. I mean, Francisco Alvarez, obviously incredible pickup and the Mets just drafting Kevin Parada might, that, and it says that in the article, that might- help them part from him a little bit but like i know brett Beatty's a pretty big name but i don't know you you compare the names between the mets and the yankees but just like i i have a hard time seeing him staying in the nl east right i just don't see he's not going to sign with the nationals so if you're the nationals you're going to try and just max just out whatever package you can get yeah and whether that's from arrival or whether that's from japan you just want to get the best you can to, to prop up your about to be sold franchise. Okay. If it does go down, like if something does happen to go down, it's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest amount of names and prospects that we've seen transfer. I think. Yeah, and that's what Without people are question. saying. I mean, trades like this don't happen often. Like the last time this happened, this last time a trade of this caliber would have happened is Miggy in 2007. But like on one hand, you can list trade packages that will even be in the same stratosphere. I've got one for you. Okay. Look up the Mark Teixeira trade, Mm. Matty Mass. Mark Teixeira to the Atlanta Braves. We gave up Matt Harrison, Elvis Andrews, Neftali Feliz, Jared Saltalamakia, and Bo Jones for a six-month rental of Mark Teixeira. Three of those guys were all-stars. Four of those guys were all-stars. Jeez. Let's bounce a little more south than Atlanta real quick because the Rays are on this list as a (laughs) team to get Juan Soto. Pair him up with Wander Franco. No way that's going down. The Rays here, it says, now we could list the – the trade package, Randy Rosarena, Josh Lowe, Taj Bradley, who just got, who just uh, debuted in Curtis AAA. Curtis on that list. Curtis and Meade, wasn't Seth he the Johnson. starter in the Futures game? In the yes. AL? Mm-hmm. So that's the package, but the rest of this article says the Razor could be the most likely team to sign him and then trade him within the next two years to get a bigger haul back. 
basically betting on a two-year window with Juan Soto and Juan DeFranco and then trading him before their deadline. Now, I'm not sure if the article makes complete sense in that case because Wander is injured currently, so this season would be out of the question. I don't think Wander's coming back this season, um, but I could be wrong. And then you'd have to trade Juan Soto uh, before the following playoffs, two years. He's down. missing five. It, on July 11th, they said he'd miss five to eight weeks. Okay, so. So essentially the back. whole season. Yeah, but like it would be September, right? Yeah, it would I be a playoff that. run with both of them. Are they, if the playoffs started today, would the Rays be the Rays in it, the wild card? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I personally don't think the likelihood of the Rays going in on him is that high. Yeah, it's a, I just, or the appeal for him to like hit. Could you uh, imagine him ending up at the drop? How anticlimactic would that be? <laughs> <laughs> like, Welcome, Juan Soto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm kind of out on that. Interesting package, though, with Randy in there, with Taj Bradley in there, with the Australian in there. Um, but that's that's the that's the that gets it over the line for me. You throw an Aussie in there. And hey, I saw basically... somebody. I saw somebody called you like the captain of Australians in America or something. Left oh, really? They, well, you posted it. You like reposted oh. the picture on your Captains Instagram story. Of a, of a, did I? Like you just put it on your story. It was you and oh, like no, a... it was two, another Australian guy. Yeah, but no, he, he like just... called you like the captain oh, of Australian Americans. I don't read it. I don't. Okay. I and I posted it, and then without reading it, that's smart. Mm. Maddie, go on. The Rays might not be that likely. Another guy that's probably not likely, Greg Morris, because mm-hmm. he's running card shops. He's not into the big trades in the MLB. That's a great point. It's into sales, sales, sales. However, Greg Morris is the most trusted sports card seller on this planet. He sells over 80,000 sports cards every month, which is over 2,000 a day exclusively on eBay. Now, while we were talking, I pulled up a Juan Soto listing on eBay. I'm not sure if it's a Greg Morris card here, but if you guys had a guess, it's a Bowman Chrome Juan Soto refractor autographed to 10. PSA 9. You're speaking in a language that I don't speak. (laughs) Okay. Who is it? Basically, a... uh, Prospect card of Juan Soto, his first ever MLB Ooh. card, autographed in in good condition. What do you think it's listed at on eBay? One of 10, you said? Yes. $1,500. Kelsey? Uh, Just guess. I don't speak. Okay. Uh, 1501 Kelsey wins. It's $249,999. Yes. So Kelsey... Is the champ of the guess the Juan Soto price game? Shout out to Price is Right, baby. Greg Morris sells baseball cards from every era, pre-war, post-war, modern. Why do people trust Greg Morris cards for buying sports cards? Greg Morris and his team hand grade every card that they sell. Buyers have been trusting Greg's grades for years. If Greg says the card is mint, you know the card is mint. So go to gregmorriscards.com to see their inventory. 
Greg Moore's cards, here's a special deal, John Boy listeners only. They want to give $10 in free cards just for hearing about them through John Boy Media. So go to their website. Again, that's gregmorriscards.com. Find the cards you want. And if you win the eBay auction, message them with the code JOHNBOY to get $10 off your order. We'll do the uh, little dive into the NL West. This is Kelsey okay. Domain. Because there are three teams out there that could be potentially in on Juan Soto. One of them, obviously, the Dodgers. Here, the trade would be Juan Soto, Patrick Corbin, and Cash. The Dodgers would give them the haul of Dustin May, Bobby Miller, Futures Game Starter, Andy Pages, Miguel Vargas, and James Altman. All top, all but one top 100 prospects in MLB. Um, they'd obviously be taking Corbin back as well. The next team is the Padres. Now, this was another huge haul in my mind because you're throwing back C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, two guys that have made their MLB debuts this season, Adrian Morhan, Robert Hassel III, who's a big, big prospect. and uh, Looked really good in the Futures game, too. Got a lot of attention there. Right. Bobby Barrels. Bobby Barrels. Joshua Mears who's the Padres' eighth prospect. Last but not least, the, the subtitle here is Giants Land Barry Bonds 2.0. The Nationals would be getting back Logan Webb, who's not even a prospect, just a bona fide pitcher in the MLB, uh, Marco Luciano, who's the MLB's number nine prospect, Kyle Harrison, Luis Matos, and Heliot Ramos. Which of these NL West teams do you guys see most likely? Well, the team that was able to pull off a trade Turner and Max Scherzer trade last year seems likely to be able to pull off a Juan Soto trade, if I'm honest, which sucks. But I just if they if they get Juan Soto, we still beat them. <laughs> I feel like I feel like. And maybe this just speaks to my lack of knowledge in the Dodgers farm system because you don't really pay attention to the Dodgers farm system because they're just always winning at the MLB level and there's never any focus on it. But it's like one of the best farm systems, too, which sucks. Well, is is I mean, I don't know the other. I mean, I know the name James Outman randomly, but like Andy Pages and Miguel Varha, Var, Vargas. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I know Bobby Miller. Obviously, I know Dusty Ma Dustin May. But this package seems a little light to me, unless I'm like totally disrespecting Andy Pages and Miguel Vargas. Like none of these packages blow me away. Yeah, the Cardinals one that was mentioned is the yeah. only one that really that Cardinals the and Yankees ready... have blown me away. Yeah, but again, the Dodgers have got cash. Yeah. Um, and an abundance of guys on the DL too. You see a lot of deals, sorry, IL. You see a lot of deals made with teams that are trying to win now where they trade away injured prospects as well. Where, oh man, we need to, we need to go get someone right now. We'll give up Max Freed. Right? Yeah. So Dodgers have a ton of people on the IL right now who they could possibly be uh, throwing into a deal as well. So I don't know. I, I just, I... Every time a deal like this comes comes out, I'm like, especially the Scherzer and Turner one, I was like, really? That's all it took? But this one, I don't think it's going to be that. 
I guess I just don't see the Giants competing enough this year to want to go. I mean, they're in the wild. They, yeah, I mean, they're two games out of the wild card right now, but like, I don't see them like going for it this year. And not that, I mean, you would have Juan Soto for a couple of years after that. The NL West is so freaking brutal, man. I just feel like there's like, it's impossible to get a window. Um, and the Padres, like, I guess I could see the like Padres. You emotional about it. Do you, want to, do you want to talk this out? <laughs> the Padres <laughs> have made, like... like, I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> none of these three teams are, I mean, obviously, I think the Dodgers have the biggest chance. But I could see the Padres making a splash because I feel like they make a lot of splashes and it just doesn't Yeah, but they'll do it for the same reason as the Rays would do it. They'd do it to keep him for 12 months and then get something back for him. They wouldn't be like, yeah, we really want one. So it'll be the future of the Padres. They're doing it for a business decision, hmm. which I mean, I feel, I feel like one would fit in at anywhere that he goes. Obviously, yeah, he could plonk into any team. You'd make room for a Juan Soto. That's yeah, but he's going to end up somewhere, and he's going to be really, really rich in two years' time. I just love the fact that he handles it well too. I, I, I do. I think that you know the thing with Will Smith. I think it's hilarious. um i think uh i think that he just even the intimidation factor of him being so young and so confident and just taking pictures like he knows that he's gonna he's gonna hit a missile off you yeah i love watching him play there's one team left maddie and this is a pretty good one ah yes juan zoto to the mariners now in this deal the nationals would get george kirby mlb Jared Kelenic, formerly MLB and very good AAA bat. So if you could tweak something there, uh, Noel V. Marte, who is, I still think, super underrated prospect. No, he flies under the radar, but he has great, great numbers in the minors. Uh, Harry Ford, uh, who was a recent draft pick and has been doing very well at the low levels. Emerson Hancock. Another guy that whose name you see pop up that just continually throws gems, and then Juan Pinto. Kelsey, what what draws you in here? I was just saying that if you compare the packages that we're seeing in this article to the package that the Cardinals reportedly from this random Twitter account offered and was declined, yeah. none of these packages outside of the Yankees hold a candle to what the Cardinals were apparently offering. Um, so I just see like any, a hard time of any of these deals getting done unless it's the Yankees. So my whole argument is I think it may get done this time because if you're a team owner or, and or GM, and you're looking at the deal and you're thinking, okay, so this is, I get four major league ready players right now and two prospects. What am I going to get in three months time? What is this off season going to look like? And you break it down and you, maybe you lose one prospect or maybe you lose one MLB, but as you linger, you see the number and the amount of people that you're going to get to diminish. So I just think that, that the incentive to get rid of him, this to get rid of him, the incentive to trade him, this, this trade deadline is much higher than it would be in the offseason and next trade deadline. Yeah. Especially because they know they have absolutely zero chance of, of extending him. They've tried everything they can and they've publicly shamed him for not signing a deal that was clearly nowhere near what he deserves. So the relationship strained. And they just got to get out of there now. So I think now's the time. I've changed my mind. He's going. Wow. All right. Before we dive into Aussie lingo. Oh, shit. 
I, the Aussie lingo is brought to you by Hudson Valley Renegades, a team that might have a very different look in the upcoming Ooh. weeks if certain trades get made because the number 39 prospect in all of baseball, Jason Dominguez, is set to debut for Hudson Valley this week, which by the time we're reading this, he already has. There was a little rumor that sparked because Dominguez got pulled out of last night's game, I think, or yesterday's game. So Twitter started to tweet away saying that the trade was happening. Regardless, Dominguez is the Yankees' number three overall prospect, and he is now with Hudson Valley Renegades, the high A affiliate of the New York Yankees. Join them for their homestand from 726 to 731 against the Mets high A Brooklyn Cyclones. Come get a look at the future Subway Series stars and enjoy fireworks Friday through Sunday night. For tickets, call 845-838-0094 or visit hvrenegades.com. Now, here's the special deal. Buy one, get one, lower box tickets the rest of the season with the code JOMBOY. Go head over to their Instagram and Twitter as well. That's at HB Renegade so that you can stay up to date with Jason Dominguez and all the other Yankee top prospects as they will make their way through the farm. Make sure to visit hvrenegades.com to get that deal of buying one, getting one, lower box ticket the rest of the season with code JOMBOY. Nailed it. Nailed it. What? Nailed it. <sighs> okay. Tinny. Um, spell it. T-I-N-N-I-E. A cup of tea. Okay. I will go with an ant. Oh, my Tinny Marge. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. No, a tinny is a can of beer because it's made out of tin. Gives a couple of tinnies, will you? Put mm-hmm. a couple of tinnies in the back of the car. I like it. Do you though? Know? I like you it. You say that every time. Almost like I say, so good. No, there have been some that I don't. There like. has been some. Roofing, yeah. roofing, nunkum, or whatever the fair dinkum. I like fair dinkum. Funkendinkle, I think it was called in, in the early stages of the show. Funkendinkle. Yeah. yeah. As we... It really moved around there. Just in um, case you were wondering, guys, if you made it all the way to the end, you deserve a remote box. A remote box. box. There it is. Well, we're obviously going to be tracking this one, so to trade. Hopefully it doesn't break in today or tomorrow before this episode comes out. Um, but like, holy smokes, this is going to blow up all of baseball. Buckle your seatbelts, baby. Put them on. Strap them in. I don't know. I said put them on and strap them in, not strap them on or put them in. Got it. (laughs) Good clarification there. Good clarification. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Farm on, farm often. Where is he going to end up? We'll wait and see. We love you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday. Lattice on the Menjay.